I saw wasn't human. Oh, my God! He was very tall. And what's more, it saw me, this thing. podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Welcome back to another instalment of Raw Head Rex in PCs. This is a subseries of the podcast under the stairs where we take the classic, the genre classic from the 80s, Raw Head Rex from 1986. We break up into five minute reviewable segments. I invite podcasters from around the globe to join me and sit down and discuss those five minutes in a slightly longer form, going into every nook and cranny. Um, the kicker, as we do on Podcasts Under the Stairs, is we like to throw a little curveball at our listeners. The curveball is these episodes are released non-linear. They're put into a randomizer and that dictates when they come out. So this may be the first episode you're hearing, maybe at the very end or somewhere in the middle. You kind of want this to be somewhere in the middle because this is minutes 20 through 25. So if we started here or ended here, it would be wholly confusing, which is kind of part of the fun. Now, at the 20 minute mark of this, we have a, a scared farmer's housewife who is hiding behind a door. And at the 25 minute mark, we have the fuzz arriving at the farm. So that's that's your that's your bookmarks here. Joining me on this episode, he actually did the preceding five minutes, which is a rarity in this format. He is, of course, my long suffering colleague. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the Baz. Potatoes, <laughs> sexy bitches. I can't remember. <laughs> Was that Vic Reeves that used to do that? It seems like something well, he probably did. Was it Ant and Dick? No, that's a, that oh, seems man. more like. You're Vic not as Reeves. racist as that, right? Enough. Yeah, Rick, Vic Reeves has a certain sort of pub humour that probably would just be like potatoes and like a kind of jointed little yeah. shuffle, and everyone would laugh a lot. Shooting stars ahead of its time, Baz. Ahead of sure its was. time. Still sure can never hear friends. the name Eureka without adding seven cars at the ga, end of it. Ga, 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 ga. <laughs> masturbating for an hour or so. Well, she was, like, I, I get it. Um, 
Shiva Zagata. Yeah. Shiva Zagata. That's the rapiest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> this movie's doing things to me. Watching it in these oh, five minute God. segments out of order is slowly destroying me. Um. <laughs> Right, like, we left listeners on bated breath, or potentially will future listeners stuck on bated breath as to what actually befalls this poor farm wife. Um, So let's let's swing into it, right? No ears, no graces. She's stuck behind the door and she's listening, Maz. Yeah, and she's she's just lost her spaghetti. She's just... Um, (laughs) And her husband. And her husband, but mostly... I mean, that was the good Christmas spaghetti. Oh, no, not a Christmas spaghetti. That was the expensive stuff, you know. I mean, saved all year for that fucking spaghetti and big raw head, tossed it asunder with nary a thought. Christmas was like, I can't imagine. I it's like I can't imagine any day that opening. I think the only thing that would offend your partner more than opening. <laughs> Christmas present and finding it was spaghetti as if she opened it and there was an ironing board in it. Surprise! I know yeah. how you always love doing the ironing. Uh, Interesting fact though, uh-oh. in the in the original uh, version of uh, what what was the what was the fucking novel that Scrooge was based on? Christmas Carol. You no, know, the Christmas in the original Christmas Carol at the end when Ebenezer is chucking out the money to the street urchins yep. below. He does in fact say, run and get me the good pasta <laughs> from uh, from Giuseppe's store. The, the, None of your dried pasta the, now. I want the fresh stuff. The finest Maybe fresh even pasta. the tagliatelle. The finest linguine in all of Christendom. That's... Uh, <laughs> Oh, I love it when you outbaz the baz. Well done, my friend. Hats oh, off to you. That was oh, a fine line. Thank you. <laughs> Finest linguine in all of Christendom. That's oh, going to my fucking gravestone. <laughs> and the context for no reason. Was he a big pasta lover? Not really, no. <laughs> Not really. You can take it or leave it, to be quite honest. <laughs> I don't get it. Most of us don't. Duncan insisted it was on there because he's got a recording of Baz saying that. <laughs> Do you, th- do you think he was? Do you think he was joking? No, Duncan said he was serious. Um, so anyway, <laughs> anyway, as, as she's listening at the door, Rawhead smashes right through the door, grabs at her belly, claws at it, but she falls backwards, and he comes in the room. I mean, like there is a weird kind of like lightning effect happening inside her house, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like electric like he's not he's not conducting electricity so I don't know why that's happening but it's there anyway once again it's making it look like a really 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 bad fucking 80s hair metal fucking band music yeah video. and it kind of continues through these next couple of scenes that but it's never it's never weird. used anywhere else in the yeah in the movie and there's no context yeah. for it either so it's, it's a weird fucking thing it's almost as if they started using it in the special effects man was like listen this is going to cost a lot to do it for the rest of the movie and they were like what can we get cheap and they're like well that fire jelly that we can put on people and it says well, let's just use that in every other scene after this because yeah. there's a whole lot of people being set on fire in this movie and anyway it's almost, it's almost like the film shit <gasps> <laughs> 
71 times I've watched this movie. That's it's shot. That's not a joke we've carried over from the previous recording. Uh, everybody will get. God, hope this comes out in right order. I, 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 I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't. So they'll be like, Duncan si Oh, now it all makes sense. It all makes The joke makes sense now. <laughs> 15 days later. Oh, yeah. now I get that. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> I've got some notes that have been taken while listening to this. And one of this is that Duncan said something about 71 days and then kind of giggled. I don't know what it is. Um, anyway, she quickly falls over. Um, and then Rawhead comes up to her and is about to claw her. And is like, huh? Uh, at a pregnant belly. Um, and it, he, uh, this stops him from attacking her. Now, once again, this is actually not paid off in any way, shape, or form at all in this, out with the fact he's alluded to that he might be a fertility demon. See, I was going to bring this up, actually, in like, proper conversation about this, yep. because the, the ending yes. of the movie, yep. without, without jumping into somebody else's slot, <clears throat> kind of hint, you get that whole kind of sacred feminine kind of yep. vibe coming out yeah, yeah and obviously the stone that he lives under looks like a massive cock it's a giant and that's where the 4k uhd comes in amazing because you can count the fucking veins yeah <laughs> so now i i can kind of understand why barker got so pissed with this because you've got to think that the fertility because it makes sense yeah. But you could also see why a casual viewer would totally skate past all of this. Yeah, yeah. Well, the original, and, the original. And if that's the case, then this scene makes no fucking sense. Yeah, the original you know Barker I mean? stuff is far headier. Um, although Rawhead Rex in that is a giant marauding penis. He's a penis monster with teeth in its urethra. Um, nice. So, so is is like the male version of the movie Teeth. Um, yeah. and like, yeah, like you, like all the stuff that's in here that's kind of questioning the church or the idea of churches being built on, built on pagan, pagan grounds or like, mm -hmm. you know, like all that stuff feels very much like something Clyde Barker would be like, yeah, this is like, this is really cool shit. I can write about this for days. And then it gets handed to this director and he's just like, ah, we can drop this bit. Ah, we don't need to worry about this bit. We'll just do yeah. this. Um, and yeah, yeah, like none of this stuff really, truly, it's never really clear what Rawhead's modus operandi in this movie actually is. No, no. Like at all. We, we never get any context for it either. Um, and also apparently he predates the church, so why would be, I don't know. There's a couple of things that just like, anyway, anyway, right. So anyway, we're giving this too much credit. Let's not give it too much oh, credit. Oh yeah, yeah, right. far too much. So like, while this is all happening, we get a very quick shot of Verger Declan O'Brien, which they might as well just call them Tatty McTatty. Um, like yeah. he's like fucking in the church, smiling maniacally at a stained glass window. We don't, in tongues. we don't really get much of him in your segments, which is a shame because he's fucking great. Uh, yeah, he's the he MVP is. of this movie. He's like absolutely brilliant. Um, but we got a quick shot of him, and then we've got Hallen Beck and his wife walking up a village street, and the wife is like, "Did you hear that? Listen." And uh, David Duke's like, uh, "It's just more thunder, I think." And she's like, "That's not no. See, there's a subtext that you're completely oh. missing because what what your man there is thinking is." Why did you choose the all yellow ensemble? She is wearing you know, something which is pretty out there. So she's got a nice wee jaunty yellow scarf. Yep. That's fine. Borders on a pashmina, truth be told. <laughs> and it's got a kind of 
slightly matching yellow jacket thing under it, and then another pair of fucking trousers in a completely different shade of yellow. Yep. She looks like a decaying corn cob. <laughs> I love that you that start passed... to rot from the feet up, basically. You're passing judgment on a woman's dress sense right now. Would you like to explain to the listeners what's on your shirt? Uh, hula girls with armalite rifles and bright orange lilies yep as you do as you do yeah it's an advert for terrorism basically (laughs) tits and terrorism sponsored by the Baz thank you Dixon Please sponsor me, because if I have to buy any more of your shirts, my wife will leave me. Oh, man. Our big buddy Scott was the one that was kind of, like, kind of, really kind of got our interest peaked in it. And yeah, I'm Oh, spending... fuck him. It's his fault entirely. But I, I do love that he, he'd said something like, uh, he said something along the lines of, um, you know, about the, the, the sale. Did anyone get anything in the sale? I kind of have to, to rein back just now. And I was like, my wife, like, she, she got someone, I got someone who's like, that's, that, yeah, I mean, that's what you need to do. You just need to get them buying stuff along beside you. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've been buying longer than me. Had you not cracked this code, Scott? It's an amateur move. Rookie move. Totally. My, yeah. my wife got one for buy a letter present day this year. There you go. And I got two. <laughs> so, <laughs> three for two. Three for two. Yeah, so I kind of had to, had to balance it out. No, your one wasn't any the free one, though. Yours was the most expensive. So I oh, of course. Always bad. See, I'm with you. And I, I can be between the lines. Uh, she is wearing a horrible outfit, though. Um, like, yes. this, like, absolutely horrible. So, like, you say decaying, like, fucking bit of corn. corn I say she looks like fucking Lala from the Teletubbies if Lala was on a hunger strike. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? She just fucking looks... Like, it's terrible, but they're walking up this small Irish village population maybe what was it 400 and something of which i think we only ever get to see about six um and yeah. the, the rest of them are all in caravans living like the fucking lost boys or the merry men and in, in the fields so there's only like about six buildings in this village but they're walking up romantically together fuck knows who's looking after the kids like they have two small kids and you know what i mean what's happening with that who the fuck knows um so basically what you have is you have them kind of walking up this high street, hand in hand, and uh, then they decide out of nowhere, you know what time it is? It's time for some good old-fashioned necking. Um, oh, hardcore tongue action. This is, I said this to you, we joked about it slightly earlier, this is maybe one of the worst kisses I've seen on screen. It's horrible. Yeah. My skin uh, almost. Uh, See, to not arouse the baz, <laughs> you have to plumb the depths of bad kissing. Do you know what I mean? Literally, she's like, Do you hear that? And there's thunder, I think, and she says, Why did we have to come here during the monsoon season? Badunch. Um, and Dick's like, You know what? I quite like this place. It's quite charming. And she's like, It's dead. Um, and he's like, what do you expect from me? A historian. I prefer dead things. And she says, oh, I'll bear that in mind. And I'm like, what What fucking sex game is this? Yeah, yeah. I bet you must be soaking wet now, love. Like, like, like no, some, I prefer sh- dead things. Straight up. I'll just lie there. <laughs> they call that pulling a Ted Bundy. You know what I mean? Like, we're just like, just like, <laughs> n- like, like, like fuck the light you're dead um, right it's just like it's so fucking weird but he's like that he's like um, 
He's like, well, there are one or two exceptions, and she's like, name one, and he just shoves his tongue right in her throat. I <laughs> gag. Um, doesn't she, even make sense. It doesn't make sense because she's like that. What's the other one? And then he kisses her again. And I'm like, that's just the same thing. Yeah, like, I know. She popped a finger up her ass or something <laughs> like that. Vary it. You know what I mean? Throw a wee curveball in there. Uh, well, they stop and she's like that. You haven't kissed me like that in a long time. And this is his, this is peak level. This is a historian, which means he has access to all the world's literature over time. Yeah. And the best line they can come up with is, uh, your very dirty eyes. Has anyone ever told you that? And I'm like, your very dirty eyes. Dirty eyes, yeah. <laughs> very dirty eyes. dirty mouth. <laughs> very <laughs> dirty eyes. Battling works. <laughs> very dirty <laughs> eyes and a pungent aroma. Uh, let's fuck. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's just it's, it's a terrible line. And her retort is how these guys had kids is beyond me. Her retort is practically everybody, which means that there are people that didn't say that, and those yeah. are sensible people. Um, everybody then, else. Then they start kissing again, right? And then a villager who's dressed up like the killer from Don't Look Now just walks up. God and- damn it! That was more only funny. Ah! Than this movie. <laughs> I don't want it. Because the, the wife goes like that, she reminds me of somebody, and I'm like, yeah, the wee kid yep. from Don't Look Now. Yep, yep. I, like, I think it's the same actress. It's not the same actress. Although if I say it six times in this recording, that becomes fact. That joke will make sense somewhere else in the series At as well. some other point, I get the joke. Because <laughs> I explained it. But, uh, uh, but fuck you, you preempting bitch. Sorry, I can't help it that we've been podcasting so long. Hey, listen there's no prouder moment than I right now that you've just referenced Don't Look Now one of my favourite horror movies ever made and you did it in a comedic way where you pulled it out and guess what it was used correctly I mean right now I'm a proud papa uh, everything is like uh, I'm, just, play. I'm, I'm, play. I'm over the moon uh, but yeah she stands and awkwardly stares at them and then she does the <clears throat> and they stop and then they kind of like make a human arch for her to get through and then she walks through and you're right they basically that she's like well she'll certainly know us next time and the wife's like strange and he's like yeah, but, I mean, what the fuck does that even mean I don't know to be honest I mean, this is filmed in Ireland right? if that had been factually correct that old lady would have shot the man <laughs> and had the woman shipped off to some kind of religious home for whores you know Oh, they're taking a pound in on these recordings. They really, really are. Um, I mean, they're known for their good humour, so uh, we, should, we should be fine here. Um, so, aye, so uh, she's like, he goes, what do you mean? And she says, reminds me of something. Somebody. Once again, this doesn't pay off at all. No. No. The, the weird thing about it, and the thing that, once again, doesn't tie up or make sense anywhere, in the stained glass window... And I've just thought of this. In the stained glass window, the person holding the stone with the light that comes out is wearing Ooh. a red robe. Which oh, is somewhat this up in that at all. I've literally just picked up it now and I'm kinda hoping that that's not what they were aiming for because that makes zero fucking sense. Yeah. Like zero sense. Because there's a through line in this where David Duke is convinced that the villagers know about Rawhead, even though he was buried two thousand years ago or some shit like that. Like they still talk about him. Like <laughs> remember that Rawhead yeah. guy? there's kind of hints in the film yeah it's a bit almost kind of wicker man-esque that maybe yes. do the villagers know about rawhead and 
I don't know, like, worked to keep him imprisoned or secretly worshipped him or some fucking thing. Yeah. But again, it goes nowhere. Never you know touched I mean? on. Never, ne, there, there's, it's never elaborated on. It's, it's, a, it's a throwaway thing. But anyway, um, so, like, David Duke and his wife are walking and he says, well, about that hotel. And then the camera pans in on the old woman as she turns around slowly to look at them walking away. And you're right, Baz, I think she's thinking, where did I put the gun and how quickly can I get her shipped away? Get that fucking whore out my village. (laughs) 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 We then switch. Oh, fuck off, you slut. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. This Rathmore is a respectable place. Like, instantly turns into the League of Gentlemen. <laughs> well, I have no trouble, huh? Um, so, <laughs> so, like, so basically, we once again then pan to the verger, who's standing still staring at the same church window, smiling for half a second. And yeah. then we go back to the farm where, like, a random man shows up with the most elaborate fucking fleshlight i've ever seen i know that it's for milking cows one of the two but my brain went fleshlight um, uh, no in fairness it, it's a cow milking machine but there is absolutely no way he wasn't fucking that cow milking <laughs> machine do you know what i mean <laughs> that's what they call the irish fleshlight <laughs> <laughs> do you know now this is a true fucking story See when I go watched the movie the other... No, no, I, I didn't. Fuck up. No. <laughs> Just because I'm fair guile, I'm fucking farming machinery. Is that what you're saying, McLeish? <laughs> no, when I, when I re-watched the film the other night there... Um... <laughs> oh, I, yeah, the, the guy with the, the milking machine... I was so convinced that that was a young Ardlow Hanlon that I went on the IMDb You'd like to check is that Ardlow Hanlon from Father Ted in an early role. It's not. No, 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 it's no, not. And on, on second watching, yep. it doesn't even look like him. Are, are you saying in some <laughs> weird way that all Irish people look alike? No, I'm, say, I'm saying I need to pay more attention when I'm watching films basically <laughs> so he comes up with this milking machine right um, and uh, he, he sees the, the like he sees the smashed door sees the smashed window walks by like three big fucking blood stains on the ground without even noticing um, and then walks in Dennis's body's gone and um, yeah, the doors in. all lacerated yeah. as well. Sure. Everything's fucked, right? But he yeah. still walks into this house. Would I fuck, right? Um, he's like, "What the hell?" Oh, sorry, what the hell? Uh, and then he walks in. He walks. Uh, it's back. It's back. It's back. And it's, it's great. And he goes, "Dennis, Jenny, are you in there?" <laughs> um, that's when a wee bit Yorkshire. I don't know what's that. My brain's fucked. <laughs> he continues walking along until he reaches the stair, and he's like, "Dennis, Dennis." And then he walks up the stairs into the bedroom where he finds, stop laughing at me, Jenny. And he's like, so he walks to the door and he goes, Jen, what happened here? Um, sit down in your seat, Noy. Uh, I had a teacher that said that. That's uh, 
Like her name no, was. Wait, that's Northern Ireland, Jamaica. Yes, Berk. but that's what she said. I didn't say it was that. I just remember that's the a, a phrase that I always come back to when I think of Irish accent is her. Is that she was a teacher, a very young teacher, like a student teacher thing. Her name was Miss Nereen. Uh, and that's like that literally was the only phrase that I could make out she talked that quick was like if people started making a noise she'd like fucking slam this and she'd go sit down in your seat noy like that and everyone would fucking sit down <laughs> I'm also fairly sure she did the voiceovers for Jerry Adams um, so just saying when they couldn't like have, remember that whole time period you couldn't get his voice and the voice to put yeah, over was even wasn't more like speak on the telly but his, the voice to put over was even more terrifying <laughs> like like you see like like there was emotion in it that's what made it terrifying because if you've ever actually heard jerry adams talking anything there is no fucking he, he, he has a dead voice dead behind yeah. the eyes like a shark um but like the the voice i was put in there was like you know why don't you do a show on the jersey devil you know what i mean like he's like fuck <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely fucking terrifying. See, I would never have got that joke about fucking ten years ago. Baz, we've leveled And now up. I'm sitting here, I've pissed myself a wee bit. Because <laughs> that was a brilliant joke. About the last broadcast. And you got the film as well. Hey, listen. Eh. <sighs> this is worth this recording. Um, so anyway, he's like, Jet... Jen, what happened here? And um, she turns around, and this is her moment. This is her type of scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. She snarls and lifts up her hands like cat claws and then grabs the side of her face uh, and like a like an anime character or Macaulay Culkin just slapping some aftershave on his face after he's shaved and home alone. She just goes, ah, like this. And um, we then pan to the police arriving. And that's the end of your five minutes. Yeah. It's not the best segment. It's not. It's an uncomfortable segment. I do need yeah. to ask you if there is a particular line of dialogue or anything that happens in these five minutes that you would highlight as your favourite. I, I did really... I liked the wee woman in the red coat because <laughs> it did make me laugh thinking about Don't Look Now. And she, as you say, it's just so oddly misplaced that yeah. there, there's no need for it. There isn't if you just watched this five minutes it would almost imply maybe there's something strange about the people in this yep. village again that kind of wicker man kind of yeah. vibe yeah that's a but folk horror not, thing because all the other people that you meet have a part to play they're either police yep. or they are victims of rawhead or they are you know family of victims of rawhead you know everybody has a little part to play yeah apart from this crazy wee bitch in the red coat the only time you ever see any other townspeople, you see two women who don't say good morning until when he walks past. And that is it. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's I Yeah, that's uh-huh. literally the only villagers you see in this yeah. movie that behave in this way. Everyone else is presumed either living in the woods, so... Gypsies, <laughs> I would assume. Yeah. Uh, or, like, they are the police from outside the town who really look dim their nose upon pretty much everyone in this movie like they, they constantly feel mm. like they're better even though uh, they're the main reason shit goes sideways in this movie um yeah i suppose for me i i quite like i i like that awkward interaction as well because it is just so like this is what, what we're doing here yeah, and then so, like you so say, why don't you walk around them yeah 
She's like, no, it's my path. I've I've walked this path for years, and you American bastards aren't coming over here. There's no oil in these streets, man. Yeah. There's no oil in these streets. It's not as if they're, they're blocking the pavement in Oxford Street. Do you know what I mean? You're frightened to step off the curb lest a black cab fucking run you down. You know what I mean? A horse and cart had gone up that street yep. four days ago. Yes. But beyond that... No one else. You know, you're fucking golden walk ridden them. Yeah. It's, you know what it, I mean? it's, it's a strange scene. Like you say, it doesn't really amount to anything. And as a result of that, it's... It's the thing that stands out is it inherently odd in these five minutes, yeah. and that's what yeah. you end up taking away from it. Um, I've had once again a blast chatting about these five minutes. We we have somehow managed to make two five minute segments, probably the least entertainment five minute segments of this movie, into what I'm going to say are my two favorite recorded episodes. So, well, that's that, that's what the wife says about the the fucking five minutes I normally give her. I you could know? see a wee twinkle. At least, least it was funny. I, I could see a wee twinkle in your eye and I was like that he's about to mine the gutter I could feel it I could feel it <laughs> there was no way it wasn't uh, ladies and gents thank you very much for checking out this installment of Rawhead Rex and PCs like I said at the start there is a random order in which these will come out so this might be the first one this might be the very last one it could be in the middle uh, wherever it is though during this month we are releasing an episode of the podcast under the stairs every single day so you will be sick of my voice regardless so all that's left for me to say is i will speak to you next time